complicated. Welcome to Abortion Talk with Vince Mancini and Matt Lieb. Kill the babies. All right, you guys ready? Yes. What's going on? It's the Film Drunk Broadcast coming at you not live from the Frock Quarters in L.A. Uh, I got the irregular regular next to me, Mr. Matt Lieb. As long as you love me. As long as you love me? Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's Celine Dion. I'm everything I am because you loved me. Okay. All right. Uh, And returning via Skype from Brooklyn... Mr. Matt Ufford. Oh, I did not prepare a catchphrase. You know, no one really does. And I always tell people, like, you know, after the fact, oh, yeah, you didn't have to. I just do it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's just, <laughs> that's just the thing. You can't stop Matt Lee from doing ca- catchphrases because he just shills that hard. Dude, I am all about that chill life. He's a shill beast dude. 24-7. Hell yeah. Shill, 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 shill. And also return to the show, Mr. Harry Morose. Yes, and the cheese ain't the only thing with the whiz. Does that work as a catchphrase? <laughs> yeah. That right. sounds right. Yeah, I thought so. I've been saying it for a minute now. <laughs> like Literally just, 60 just minute, seconds. Yeah. Uh, uh, so did you guys uh, did you guys watch the Motley Crue movie on Netflix? I did not. You did not. That's the dirt, right? The dirt. Yeah. Uh, that's the one about Motley Crue, right? It is. No. <laughs> Matt, Matt Ufford, you read the book, correct? Um, I mean, like I've probably held the book at some point. <laughs> you didn't read that book? That was a great book. I I have. I think you're thinking of Drew McGarry mm. uh, because he loves and espouses uh, the wonders of that book. Well, they have sex with breakfast burritos. They do. I mean, who doesn't? Sure. Yeah, yeah. First of all, don't judge that. Second, no, I mean, of all, they did it not to like for pleasure. It wasn't like a Philip yeah. Roth thing. It was supposedly to get the smell of like uh, floozy, uh, floozy coos, floozy coozy. They got off. a chili killy, the pussy. Did they not have showers? I, well, they couldn't. They, like, it, I forget exactly how it worked. Like, they didn't have time to go home to their girlfriends who were paying their rent at the time. Uh-huh. Right, right. Okay, um, that makes more sense. Yeah. So, that's what's so funny about like that is like all these songs I hear. I've been listening to a lot of like '90s and like '80s, and all the songs are about. Baby, don't cheat on me. Why are you being untrue to me? And I'm like, aren't you the guys who are cheating on your yeah. girls? Yeah, like, yeah, not, that song's why you're singing the song. You guys know that Dion song, like, Run Around Sue, where he's oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah. this girl's untrue. It's like, what the fuck are you worried about, dude? Yeah. yeah. This yeah, girl yeah. Sl- slept with another person, you fucking prude? And that's yeah. like the most melodic song about male insecurity that has ever been mm-hmm. made. But anyway, the reason I brought this up is because someone sent me like a recent clip of uh, Vin- what Vince Neil sounds like now. Really? Yeah. So I just wanted to play some of that for I'm you. I'm very excited. He also looks... Is it him performing? It's Yeah, it's the crew performing. Oh, hell yeah. Motley Crue performing with Vince Neil. Let's actually, do it. They can just go by the crew now. I don't yeah. know if you Do they? Up. Yeah, just the oh, crew. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> so, this is like this is like a triple whammy of like 
another stoned out uh, glam metal dude writing the lyrics for you. Yeah, yeah. And being like 57 years old yeah. and not being able to hit the notes because you were trying to sing like overproduced hair metal back in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your voice is shot. You're old as fuck. Your eyes are dark now. <laughs> you didn't write the lyrics in the first place. You didn't place, write the lyrics, but, but which that, were bad. But that breakfast burrito dick, though. That yeah. breakfast burrito dick is ready to sing some shitty falsetto. And I love that. I love every time he goes, what? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I mean, he can't even get like the chorus. You think you mumble through the verse and then you get to the chorus, which is the name of the song, Kicks Start My Heart. Okay, I hope it never stops. That's okay, it. Okay. Is That's that it. is that a new song or is that one of their like old no, classics? No, it's like their biggest hit. Okay. That, okay. that was like the song that was on Rock Band from the that yeah. video game. It's weird. I actually know literally zero about Motley Crue in terms of their music. I don't know a single song. You just know the Tommy Lee stuff. I know Tom I saw Tommy Lee get his dick sucked on a boat. Mm -hmm. And I, that's that's about it. <laughs> yeah. I still haven't seen that. Oh, that was one of the first porns I saw I, I'm, I'm aware i'm actually uh, <laughs> I, i'm on i'm unfortunate enough to be a little bit older than you guys and mm, so yes, like yes. i was coming uh End i was story. coming of age uh, -huh. yeah. uh in the 80s and mm -hmm. and people were into hair metal and i was like i'm a child and i know that this is bad yeah and like yeah like i heard appetite for destruction and i, and I thought this kicks ass yeah. But like there was just it was it was readily apparent to me as like a nine year old that hair metal sucked. Yeah, yeah. you weren't wrong. I mean, Motley Crue's probably got like four to five tolerable songs, I will say. I mean, is that one of them? Yeah, that's one of them. That's sadly. shitty as fuck. Dude. Well, you heard the bad version. <laughs> you know, I also don't like Guns N' Roses. No Guns N' Roses? Well, no, Not a okay. single song. I mean, they had one good album. Oh, no. One and a half, let's say. Like Paradise City, that song fucking sucks. Uh, oh. That Every Rose Has a Thorn song fucking That's, that's Poison. Okay, well, even worse mm -hmm. then. Yeah. Well, sure, that's generally recognized. First of all, yeah. all <laughs> but you're, you're naming songs as <laughs> that you believe to be Guns N' Roses <laughs> and are not actually by Guns N' Roses. This is my okay, but, but this is my problem with hair metal is like they all like fucked up and started their own bands. Start one band, get together. I'm like literally, a, I'm talking about a seventy-person band. You get Sebastian Bach, Vince Neil, uh, just the, all screeching the, all, at the same. All time. the guys from Rat, like get them all together, put them in a room, and just nix all the songs that suck. And then what do you got? Five songs? Yeah, you could probably in put all ten of, good ones. In yeah. all of hair metal, are there more than five good songs? I mean, no is the answer. <laughs> there's not more than five. I can name them off the top of my head. But if right. there was only one band, we wouldn't have all these awesome reality TV shows. Exactly. That That's are a good point. To yeah. the late aughts, it's man. a good point. But this, if the songs suck, it's not worth it. So here, all right, well, hold, hold on. Okay. I, I don't want to get too wrapped up around the axle about making this a, a, a 1980s. <laughs> was like, that pun intended? Music was that pun intended? <laughs> that's not. Well, I think that's like some sort of military thing. <laughs> Uh, and I'm no music expert, but sure. I would posit that there was hair metal, uh, your Motley Crue's, mm -hmm. your uh, Rats, and and what have you, mm -hmm. people that were all look Def Leppard to be a good example. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that were all hair and all look, but the music was kind of like just trash pop. Yes. Uh, for a different set of of young person. Yes. Whereas. Guns N' Roses came along with Appetite for Destruction, and it was like, oh, this music actually kicks ass. 
So, like it, the, so what the songwriting and like skill of the musicians was actually, uh, and they were just like, they actually represented rock and roll and had good music to match. Yeah. So, so but yeah. Okay. But, but if it's bad and they have a high pitched voice, it's hair metal and I hate it. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, sure. Like sure. that's how I feel about And just get ready. Are you guys ready? Because this, this is a hot fucking. This is a hot fucking take. Hold on, put my. That's, I'm putting th- my oven mitts on. Are you ready? Get <laughs> yeah. your oven mitts on. I got my oven mitts <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this shit's about to be icy hot, like Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, okay. are you ready? Yeah, I'm got my got my cocoa butter. Wait, wait, no. What is wait, it? are you not ready? Gold bond. Now I'm ready. Okay. okay. Yeah. Led Zeppelin fucking sucks. Same problem. Same problem. High pitched squealies. Mm-hmm. Guitar flingies. Matt, that's so crazy considering you're such a big Greta Van Fleet fan. Listen, <laughs> Greta Van Fleet is an original sound that no one's ever done before. And they're all 14. They're all 14, but they look 12, and that's hot. Also, uh-huh. uh, Led Zeppelin is not shitty. Led Zeppelin had the mandolin in their songs. Yeah. That's pretty dope, dude. Okay. Led Zeppelin was pretty good, except for like Robert Plant does have a very annoying voice. Robert mm-hmm. Plant's voice sucks. Jimmy Page is doing too much. The, the John, too much? John, John Bonham's like, boom, 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 boom. Oh, he was great. Uh, uh, the bassist, I don't know him, uh, but like John Paul Jones. Yeah, there we go. John Paul Jones. John Bonham. John, John Bonham. John Bonham. John Bonham is both the drummer and the bassist. Yeah, he plays. <laughs> I, see, that's what I'm he, saying. They're doing do you know too he much. He changed his name from John Bongos to John Bonham. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows that. Yeah. I know. I, I just. I, I thought I, it was a better name. Honestly, I'm not a fan. If you're gonna do high pitched voice, I want to hear it with electronic music, like fucking Radiohead. That's what I want. Sure. Sure. But, I, awful. I hate. Tom York's voice. Okay, well, I here's the problem. Hate the problem is that you're wrong about music. <laughs> no, 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 Matt, no, 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 no. Matt loves them because he's so ugly, though. Yes, oh, they're okay. all ugly. That's the other thing. All this, like, fucking hair metal, this, like, glam shit, where, like, rock and roll stars are all, like, trying to show their fucking pecs, and they're, yeah, like, but they hot. were really ugly, also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, no, but that's because the hair... But they, they grew their hair big so they could they could obscure the uggo face. Right. Uh, Radiohead embraced it. They said, we are a bunch of fucking, like like cretinous looking mongoloids yeah. and they said <laughs> like gargoyles in we are form. we are gargoyles we're playing electronic music that we are just droning over uh-huh. that's art <laughs> yeah. that's art bitch. <laughs> sure, sure. that's what art sounds oh, like i saw there's a I, I don't know why i'm such a sucker for music documentaries but there's a, a music documentary on twisted sister on netflix see that's another band and, and, and d snyder might be like the ugliest human being that he's very yeah, dude, that dude is but man sure. he is so ugly <laughs> Yeah. He's straight butt. He's straight of, butt. I mean, I think he's from like Long Island. I feel like uh, all ugly people come from Long Island. I could see that. I don't like not seeing... all of them, but everyone from <laughs> Long Island is ugly. Yeah, right. yeah not yeah, every. Yeah, the yeah. data set. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't like seeing ugly people in music, but I love seeing ugly people on television. Mm. Yeah, me too. That's far. Too. Look, yeah, ugly sure. people on reality TV. This is the second time I brought up reality TV, but like. I don't know if you guys watch the Great British Break Show. It's very similar to hair metal, but there are (laughs) ugly people on that show... And watching them go through joy and misery is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I just love I, ugly emotion. Yeah, I love ugly emotion, too. I like ugly people in general. I want ugly people. I don't want people trying to be pretty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Sure. So, Matt. What's up? Ufford. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you, so, you are working for the worldwide leader now. Uh, yes, the world, technically the worldwide leader in sports. Okay, but, you know, oh, you worked for Fortnite. Uh, I thought you were, it was large, Xi Jinping. <laughs> <laughs> but like, they're owned by Disney, which is probably the worldwide leader in, in most other things. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Um, at any given moment, one of you probably works for 
a company that is about to be bought by Disney. I, sure. worked, I worked for Disney for a little bit. I did too, and I've talked mad trash about Disney on podcasts. Yeah, the whole bunch. it's fun. I it almost got great. fired because of Disney, which I feel like is a close. It's yeah, almost like working in, for Disney in a way. Yeah, that is working for Disney. Look, before we get any further into the discussion, I feel like uh, I should state for the record: Disney working for Disney is amazing. <laughs> yeah, uh, and everybody that works for them is great too. Yeah, that's fine. You know what? We're not here to uh, get you fired or dragged. I am curious though uh like have you have you run across chris berman at all and have you had any conversations about point is you you work for espn we have yet to say the words yes have you have you uh has the topic of you working for a a site founding a site called with leather come up with uh, chris berman at all i have never seen chris berman i started working in september uh i've never seen chris berman i did pass Susie colbert in the hallway between oh, right. buildings three and four, and uh, and I just kind of was like, <clears throat> uh, I didn't say anything at all. Yeah, yeah you know, I, would, I wouldn't bring it up either. Wait, wait, what am I? What am I missing? What there's so, there's subtext here, and I'm not getting. Uh, I I I had let's not dive into the details, but I had uh, an NFL blog that uh, included Susie Colbert's name in it. Oh, so. okay, okay. And okay. and he also founded a site called With Leather, which was based on a story about. See, back in the day. Okay. Kids, gather around, and we're going to tell you all about blogs in, I'm the, ready. in the mid to late aughts. Tell me about blogs. Uh, you used to try and come up with a clever uh, uh, like inside joke of a, of a website name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the goal back then was to uh, make it so only people that were also extremely online could yes. actually find your website. Oh. That was this thing that we did. Um, and so there was a inside story about Chris Berman, who was trying to pick up some ladies at a bar. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Matt, could you can you uh, fill me uh, out on the details? Apparently, apparently there was a woman who was uh, dressed in a leather jacket or leather pants and leather jacket, and uh, Chris Berman, uh, according to legend, uh, said, "You're with me, leather." And then the woman just like up and left with him. Damn. Uh, even though, I think I think there there part of the legend might have been she was with another guy and she ditched the other guy to go home with Chris Berman. Dude, you got so, cocked. And he actually—I don't know. This is this is this is all like you heard that you the, heard the other guy. The story, right? the story leaked on like like online via the first iteration of Deadspin mm. in like 2005. Yeah. So like back when it was for, a live spin. I'm 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 remembering yes hilarious. <laughs> Thank <show>. you. Um, <laughs> I'll see you guys later. So I'm I'm remembering an internet rumor from 14 years ago that was a story that probably happened 10 or 15 years before that. Right. So who knows. And, and is it true that on the way home from picking up this leather chick, he had to actually put his dick in a plate full of Skyline chili so that <laughs> his, his wife that's, would not that's find out? That's not how I remember the story. <laughs> that there's always a thing with Chris Berman and, and Skyline chili. You know what's so funny is I fucked a lot of food. And I never <laughs> Definitely once, more than I have. Yes. And it never once did I do it to cover up the scent of some <laughs> some dried coos, you know? Yeah. Like, Usually you fuck food when you don't have any coos yeah, around. Yeah, I don't have Absolutely. any coos around. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, I got no coos here. I got no coos. Hey, I'm fucking food over here. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's amazing that people did it, you know, in order to fucking, you know, and to, to trick their wives. It'd be awesome if those wives got jealous of the fruit being fucked. I think yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, where yeah, the real yeah. insecurity. Yeah, it just goes from. over to <laughs> goes over to a Safeway and yells at a pineapple. <laughs> you don't know him like I know him. Okay, that's my goddamn man. <laughs> 
But uh, thank you for making this cum taste so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yummy. Um, so uh, really dull. Do out we want to? Do we want to do Game of Thrones takes? I feel like Game of Thrones is so popular now that, that I'm, I'm almost. I'm almost like I'm all. That's I've lame had, though. I've had enough takes. Almost. Yeah, but that's lame. People listen. People come here for two things. Number one, eating the butt. Number two, <laughs> the takes, and yeah. that means takes on things that are going to be very popular. So listen what to, if it's very popular? Listen to this guy. He gets one job, one full time job, and suddenly he's an expert on the business. Listen, I know what the people want, okay? okay? They want clips from America's Funniest Home Videos of people trying to bake cakes and them going on fire instead, and two Game of Thrones uh, analysis. Okay. Those are the Matt, things. do you miss not writing? Because uh, I miss you not writing Game of Thrones report cards. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that there's probably a couple people listening that, that are familiar with my, my Game of Thrones scorecards that <laughs> I wrote for a previous employer, SB Nation. Um, and I think I'm, I, I do it's, it's, I, I've grown to actually really despise writing. So after I got laid off last winter, um, I was a freelance writer for six months and that's, that was like my only source of income. Yeah. And, uh, I, my, my family damn near ended up starving and out on the street and i so i like i just hustled and wrote all the time and took on a lot of like challenging projects and then like you know worked my butt off for like three weeks on something and then like chased down like a 500 hundred dollar check you know it's just damn. like it's just a, a sucky way to make a living it is and, uh, so i'm like grateful to not be writing anymore but like they, the Game of Thrones scorecard is the last thing that I truly enjoyed writing. It's, it was like a lot of fun to the the show would air at nine uh, from nine to like ten or uh, and then I would watch it a second time on HBO Go and take my screen caps. And then I would work on I would just work on like structure and, and making dumb photoshops until like <laughs> 3 a.m. And I got really tired. And then I'd go to bed for four hours and then like I'd wake up and write until like noon and it was just fun to just just like grind something out and like turn it out faster than like everything but the most basic recaps. And yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it out there first. Yeah, I had a lot of fun uh, making making the memes, you know. Meme making kind of like, is fun. It's a very mean, heavy column. I mean, the downside of writing is that it's hard. It's really hard. It's hard. It sucks the life out of you. Yep. It pays nothing. You'll alienate mm-hmm. most of your family. But in order to do it, you have to live in one of the three most expensive cities uh, in yeah. the country. So that's the upside. That's the upside. Yeah. The upside is that you have to be here. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, so you're not writing for uh, for ESPN. Well, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I, uh, I manage the dig- a digital video team. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I, uh, that's a lot I, more like, fun. I, 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 I fell into, uh, 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 middle management and I, I actually really enjoy it. Dude, some people uh, flourish like in a that. duck in water. Yeah. yeah I'm, I, I'm flourishing in middle management myself. I'm into it. It's nice having, it's nice having a, a like a, a bunch of people that you have power over you know <laughs> what i mean and you could i was i was about to say that like it's a great mix of creative and and people skills yeah and... no 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 no. but also it's like <laughs> you control yeah. their lives mm-hmm. you, yeah. like sometimes i just go up to my writers and i go hey you do all my work for me <laughs> do all of the work that i'm supposed to do because you're less than me and if you don't <laughs> 
You'll be out on the street. Just, never work again. Here's the thing. I understand. <laughs> I'm the mayor of this town. <laughs> Is that my daughter? <laughs> I don't know why I went there. No, like, yeah, yeah middle management, that's, uh, that's where you're supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh to bring this full circle to actually answer your question oh, yeah, Game of Thrones. <laughs> is uh, I'm actually really grateful to not be writing the Game of Thrones scorecard this year because I feel like all of the takes uh-huh. all are, su- are super obvious. Yeah. Right? yeah. And insufferable. Like, uh, so c- can I dive into spoilers from last week? Absolutely. Yes. Okay, good. I wanted to make sure we clear this up. Yeah. So, the the Daenerys uh, like the the city capitulates. They ring the bells, and then Daenerys like deciding to to burn the whole city. Yeah. Literally every single person who experienced the show wrote about the show was like, yeah, yeah, they've been setting Danny to break bad, like to make her the Mad Queen, but also it didn't make sense for her to do it that way. Uh-huh. And we're okay, so we're all in agreement. Cool, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, like I'm I'm just yeah. like, oh, yeah. yep, yep, that's that's what it was like. <laughs> Yeah, especially right now, yeah. When everyone I'm agrees, just, it's like, who are you yelling at? You know what yeah, I mean? No, you're not. The, no one's argue, No one's arguing with you. I think the only people we're yelling at anymore is just the showrunners, right? You know, yeah, so right, that's right. that's really it. We're all just mad at DB Weiss or whatever their names are. Yeah. Um, I think we're, but, we're yelling at Twitter yeah, to put yeah. ourselves out there more. Not like the other people on Twitter, but why won't you make me more popular? Yeah, we're yelling at the yeah. void. Yeah, that's all it is. I've, I've dumped a decade of my life into this show you know and i'm just like at, at this point i'm like all right i'm ready for this chapter to be over yeah like i'm i'm looking forward to finding out who you know who, what, what happened who sits on the iron throne right or, although i think it might have been burned you know um right but like whatever it, whoever it is it's fine if it's, <laughs> it's if all it's, fine if it's if I, it's uh i hope the bad guys are there any bad guys yeah if it's daenerys fine whatever i hope it's ghost yeah. The the sure. the dire wolf, that'd be so cute. Yeah, a king, a, Giants fan. a king dog, a dog's king, like Idlewild. Yeah, as yeah, a mayor. Yeah. yeah, that would be really cute. I want. I like it. I think you. I know you like it, Vince. You love the idea of a dog wearing I, a crown. That's right. Yeah, that's good. Anytime a dog wears a thing on his mm-hmm. head, yeah, put it's a, pretty cute. Put a crown on that dog. Put a bandana on that. Oh, dog. put a bandana. Put, yeah. Give him some sunglasses. Yeah. You give oh, the dog sunglasses. Yeah, give sun, it, sunglasses, party hat. Give it a bone it. from the hound's dead body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They dog. can chew on the hound's bones. It's it's funny because there's always like uh, there's always like ten things that I hated and ten things that I loved uh, like every week now. Right. Yeah. You know, it's a Clegane Bowl. I thought it was good. I loved it. I, here's the thing. I actually... That's, I mean, as, I'm an only child, but I, I was kind of glad I was, I was, I'm an only child yeah. when I was watching that scene. Yeah. Because, you know, he, he, he tackled them off into the fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he just... He didn't care if he died so long as he killed his brother. Right. Who was already dead. Yeah, I know. Well, I've, I've been there, man. I fought with my brother a lot growing up. Me and my, my brother used to beat the shit out of me. Yeah. And, like, and so, like, I feel... Uh, his pain, the the hound's pain. <laughs> would, of you like, be, would you just tackle him into the flames, yelling "Spadacle"? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> seriously, I would just be like, "No, you're gay." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, I I love. Here comes little dick. <laughs> <laughs> little dick. <laughs> I, I just I I found it really cathartic, and also um yeah I I just when as soon as she went crazy and started putting everything on fire 
I was immediately into it. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't care that like yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere. But sometimes things come out. Who the fuck cares? Yeah. What are we gonna be mad? No, it's 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 the it's the conflict. The conflicting emotions you get when you think you're on the right side. Yeah. And then you can't do anything about it, and then it all turns to shit. Yeah, right that's in front like of your the face. best way to do it, too. I mean, Game of Thrones has always been about kind of subverting your expectations. And, like, in this case, you, yeah, maybe we you kind of expected something like that to happen. You expected her to go mad. But, like, doing it in a way where you, you didn't even know she was right about to do it, like, that was great. I'm mm-hmm. down for that. I don't care about logic or fucking character consistency and shit as long as motherfuckers burn via dragon breath. That shit is cool. Mm-hmm. I'm down for that. And also, now I want to see what happens. That's the whole point of TV. What's next? And then they sell you a product. But what's next is just one episode. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's a bummer for sure. But, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it can't go on forever. I feel like... Well, am what's, I, what's next is they're going to tell, like, it's going to be the spinoff of we're going to find out what happened in Westeros 100 years before the story. Uh, yeah. And what the fuck happened in Dorne this entire time. Right? Yeah, what is going on in they Dorne? They keep setting up Dorne like it's going to come into effect at some point. Shit's born in now. Dorne. Yeah, maybe Dorne is just the telenovela. Mm-hmm. It really is. It really is. It's the Spanish language Game of Thrones. <laughs> you guys are all very apathetic about it. I really dislike what's going on in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I I don't understand that. Why? Because it's very predictable. This is like the last two seasons are incredibly predictable. Yeah, that's when true. the entire appeal of the show was how unpredictable everything but was. But Daenerys doing that shit wasn't predictable. Yes, it was. Yeah. This like <laughs> for multiple reasons. One, they had the same battle director from the uh the night war or whatever yeah. Yeah. that one episode is the same one doing this episode so you know okay there's a big battle people are gonna die right but there's gonna be a turn plus they're building danny up this entire season to turn in right. this moment and they're making such a big deal of that one moment leading up to it with a lot of forlorn faces yeah, right yeah, yeah, like yeah, so yeah. many sad puppy dogs. well you know here's the on. thing that i've learned about women from watching the show do it dude is that you know you don't want to let them lead yeah mm-hmm. can't give them power mm-hmm. can't give them power they, they might get on their period and then they need to do dragon on your period honestly and- they also shouldn't have control over their own bodies yeah based yes. on this whole well, thing finally thank See, you you know the minute she tried to to be the one to tell another person to have sex uh-huh. he wouldn't have sex with her and then she went crazy mm-hmm. yeah, i know dude that's what happens when you withhold that dick dude mm-hmm. this dick ain't free kendrick lamar you know what i mean <laughs> I, yeah i do feel like john fucked up more than Daenerys, oh, yeah. yeah. Because, like, in my opinion, first of all, John, get over yourself. It's, you're not fucking your sister. She's like your what second cousin? Aunt. Your aunt? aunt. Uh, okay, uh, fucking an aunt is not that weird if your aunt is hot. <laughs> first of all, <laughs> and second of all, like, do take one for the team, dude. Like, clearly, this is a bad moment to withhold that dick. Yeah. Just do it. You didn't even. There wasn't even. And an also, you already fucked her. It's too late. It yeah, wasn't. Was, a, it wasn't about the dick though. He even said, "I love you" to her a whole bunch. It yeah, was but, about bending to her whim the entire time. Yeah, uh, but she, yeah, he couldn't but, have sex with her just once. But she wouldn't have sex with him unless he like bent the knee to eat her pussy. So bend the bend the knee. He didn't bend the knee. You know what's gonna happen if you don't bend the knee? He didn't bend the knee. Shut the mouth. Stick out the tongue between his fingers. Listen, some of us do terrible things you know sexually that we don't want to do mm-hmm. for for our lovers uh-huh. you know some of us like what i mean you know i mean i'm speaking hypothetically mm-hmm. but like some of us don't want to get fucked in the butt mm-hmm. right some of us are but 
when they want to peg, you peg because that's what love is. Yeah. You know, when they want to Dan get pegged, baby. they want to milk your prostate. You let them because <laughs> otherwise bitches go crazy. You ever notice? Man, this is exactly like one of your articles, right? Uh, <laughs> we're working a little bit more blue. Okay. Than <laughs> blue like the Night King's eyes. Wow. Yeah. 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 I, so I, my um, question is, yeah. if Night King can't burn because he's Targaryen, yeah. how come Maester Aemon, when they when he dead, they still cremate? Well, they when you dead, you burn. You burn into ash. When you live, you fine with fire. That's how it works. But that counts for undead, too? The, uh, undead is a nebulous concept in okay. Game of Thrones oh, because wow. they're not actually undead. They're still dead, but they're walking. Okay. The, so they're like the walking dead. The white walking dead. The white walking dead. I refuse. I refuse to engage in the nerd com- nerd particulars. <laughs> of this. Like, there's no there's no winner when you dive into with the well. Actually, yeah, that's true. Matt, but, can I ask you a question? Sure. What do you want out of the final episode of Game of Thrones? I want it to be over, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> so you want it to be just two minutes. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're like, she's king now. She's king. Uh, Not even queen. She's king. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think I just want some kind of resolution. I don't really care. Like, I don't. That's like, how I, I feel. I I think that if like if it's Daenerys who ends up keeping like a, a burned kingdom, I'm like, okay, that fits. Yeah. If it ends up being John, that fits. And like, if. Arya once again is able to leap over everyone's defenses and like yeah. wear wear the dragon's face and then, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be so great if it was just a dragon mask and everyone's like oh the dragon oh, oh Drogon how you doing yeah you have arms uh, you're a lot smaller than I remember Drogon yeah it's cold outside uh, I'm just I'm just fine with it all like it's a me too and, and Harry to your point though. It's not so much that I think the show has gotten predictable. It's that I think it's two things. One is the characters have stopped changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so like we don't have any big character turns and like the like the Daenerys thing has been like even though we didn't buy into like how like the extent to which she took it. We were also like, OK, yeah, you know, they're going that way. Um, yeah. But also, like, I think a big part of it, too, is, like, the Game of Thrones fan culture has also oh, has also hypothesized <laughs> every single yeah. possible outcome. And, like, this person is the prince who is promised. This person is Azar Ahai or whatever. Like, like yeah. they're, like, if you go on Reddit, there's a, there's a theory for every single thing. Yeah. It doesn't matter that most of them are wrong. It just matters that one of them is right. Right. And and I think that like when you've when part of your culture, part of the fan culture is to guess about what's going to happen, the more of those guesses that you get exposed to, the less you can be surprised when they actually happen. For sure. Right. Absolutely. So here's my pitch for the final episode. Yeah. It's just patch face. Yeah. Quentin Martell. Yeah. Uh, Hapai. fucking uh, uh, strong Belwas. Yeah. And the Griffs. And they're just going out for some shawarma. No, oh, that- Hapai. I feel like hot pie oh, serves yeah. at the shawarma. Yeah, yeah hot yeah. pie, and then Podrick's there just slinging. Just yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> I, if it ends with just a shot, of Podrick, like, 
looking through a mirror and just you see his long dick hanging like the end of Boogie, Boogie Nights. Nights. <laughs> I would lose my fucking mind. Like, I am king of the seven kingdoms. I am king of the seven kingdoms. I am like that's that's the ending I want personally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. He's king just, of the twelve kingdoms. Actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. The inches is what I'm yeah, talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let's yeah, be yeah. honest. Seven is also very good. Yeah, seven's solid. Seven <laughs> yeah. is great. Seven is great. Six isn't so bad. Six and five, honestly, if you do it right, are good. Mm-hmm. Four is good. Four, four, you can work with four kingdoms. I've seen people come with three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Have you? Well. <laughs> well. Anyways. Um. Okay. So we got. Are we done with Game of Thrones? I got other content that we can talk about. All right, yeah, let's go. Let's content. we're done with Game of Thrones. Um are you guys aware of the movie Loquisha? Yeah, <laughs> yes. Juana yeah. Man without the sport, right? Yeah. Let me, let me play some of the trailer for you. You always seem to say the right thing to just the right person. What's your secret? I'm really just talking to myself. I don't charge for my advice. Well, you should. Because it was amazing. I saw this and I thought of you. You will be a hit in no time. Welcome to the Joe Show. I submitted myself to a radio station for my own show. Well, congratulations. They rejected me. Well, congratulations. Okay, so then the twist is going to happen. I'm very excited for the and twist. And he he's going to play a sassy black woman on the radio. If I was a black woman, I'd be perfect. <laughs> She's brilliant. I know. Get her in here. Loquisha will be the biggest thing in radio. But I still need my anonymity. You nervous? Very. It's not a crime. It's theater. You love with Loquisha. What's your problem? Hi, Loquisha. Okay, so first of all, I got to say <laughs> that this, we're doing a disservice to the audio, to the listeners, because they're not seeing the video, and the audio would suggest that there is an actual black woman because that voice is perfect. <laughs> I mean, that is exactly what Loquisha would sound like. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, for those of you who who can't tell because it's really hard to tell, that's actually a white man. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's insane, dude. Great. Oh, I ain't talking to you, not the way you sound. Next caller. You go, girl. You just be good to her. If you good to yourself, you can be good to others. Don't be too good because the police will come around. I mean, what's amazing about this is that it got made. Yeah, yeah, and so let me just read you a news a news article about this. You know, this Twitter went <coughs> insane when this happened, yeah. and I and I, my first thought was like, this is clearly a troll. No, 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 no it's not. The trailer for Loquisha, an upcoming movie that's kicking up controversy over its racially charged plot, begins with the boast: official selection of the 2019 San Luis Obispo International Film Festival. Wow. There's only one problem. The indie comedy, which stars Jeremy Seville as a white bartender who pretends to be a black female radio talk show host, was never selected, screened, or given an award at our festival, (laughs) the San Luis Obispo Film Festival. They picked, of all of the ones to lie about, picking the fucking slow fucking film festival is genius. Like, (laughs) Like, who's going to question it? Here's the thing. 
he yeah. well all right so let, let's get a little further uh and on instagram seville who also directed wrote and produced loquisha appeared to cite white chicks in which two black fbi agent blah 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 oh no <laughs> and then it's got his instagram and it's a picture of him with marlon wayans what's what's his handle is that how come we can't say the n-word <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the caption is with marlon Lu- marlon wayans loquisha movie meet white chicks seville wrote on saturday Sharing a picture of himself. So, Seville is the 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 star of the uh, film. Yeah, so the he's, star he, director. He's producer. also the the dad of the chipmunks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's correct. That is correct. Uh, I hate I hate it when people tag me with their bullshit. Wayans tweeted Saturday, seemingly in response. It's annoying as fuck. Uh, <laughs> according to a festival news release sent Monday, Seville originally submitted Loquisha to the Slow Film Festival. Assuming he would get in because it's fucking San Luis Obispo. Uh, but the movie was rejected as an official selection. After that decision, the festival said, Seville asked that the movie be reconsidered for the festival's Central Coast Filmmakers Showcase, which features movies produced, directed, and written by residents in Monterey, San Luis Obispo, and Santa Barbara counties. It's kind of amazing that he like tried again for slow. And they that- let him in. Oh, they did. Yeah. Ultimately, based on the reviews of a number of the festival screeners in consultation with the festival director, a decision was made to screen the film in that category, the release said. Uh, according to the release, Seville decided to pull Loquisha from the festival lineup before its scheduled world premiere in March, and it never screened in San Luis Obispo. So they did that uh, in response to the outrage? No, no. He pulled, he it. pulled it. Oh, he pulled it. Wait. Oh, he pulled it in response to the outrage? No. Why uh, did he pull it? Uh, the the filmmaker was advised that. by a potential distributor who felt it wasn't ready to premiere, festival director Wendy Eidson wrote in an email. Oh, it wasn't ready. Yeah. I think they just need to... There's probably just... <laughs> Like a few reshoots they have to do, like uh, like instead of that plot, <laughs> they should try literally anything else. Can I can I say when I first heard about this movie, someone's like, "Have you heard about Loquisha?" I was like, "Loquisha sounds like what a white person would come up with I know. for a black person's I know. name." That's what and makes sure it sure enough so much more offensive. It's like it's like the fact that like. You could have just you could have picked a name that's that that isn't like the racist name for a yeah. black woman. It's very that close people... to Ladasha. Yeah, yeah. It's like it, it'd be like all right. It's a, a like Tyrone is the other one. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? Or like Denarius. Wait, no. <laughs> Wait a second. Is Denarius? <laughs> no. Denarius? Denarius is clearly about Armenians. You, you think so? Well, Targaryen. A Targaryen. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like. Like that shit is so fucking transparently racist to name her Loquisha. That literally, if there was a radio show called Loquisha, you'd be like, "That's a white dude." You'd be on your <laughs> yeah, your, yeah, your yeah. ears would be like burning. <laughs> like I sense a white man doing blackface with the radio. I guess it's black voice. Black no, voice, no, yeah. it's for sure not black voice. We've heard the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> true, yeah, true. The amazing it's, it's good not question. Good black if voice. you attempt blackface but you fail at it, is it still blackface? <laughs> Your face Ooh. is purple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, is that offensive? It's you're... the amazing thing is he got so many black people to be in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, he literally has one black person in the trailer that was just there to co-sign the plot. Yes. He was just like, hey, you do you. (laughs) Can I get my check? On that note, a black actor actor from the viral and controversial independent film Loquisha is speaking out after the movie was dragged all over social media. 
Yeah. Dwayne Perkins, who plays a friend of the main character, explained why he decided to be part of the movie and apologizes to those who were offended by the cringeworthy trailer. I mean, Dwayne Perkins is in this movie. Wait, Dwayne Perkins, what? the stand-up comic? Is that for real? Can you can Everybody, I see a picture of this Dwayne Perkins? Dwayne Perkins. Um, I'm in this movie. No way! Oh, oh shit! Wait, so you know him? Yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We gotta get him on. Okay. We gotta get him. You want to hear the rest of his yes. statement? Yes. So I wanted to address it. I was away this weekend at my brother's wedding. Wasn't ignoring anybody. Um, just enjoying my family, enjoying my Mother's Day. Hope you enjoyed yours. Um, yeah, I don't think I have much time, but uh, I will say, if anyone's offended, I'm very sorry, but. I wasn't trying to make anything that's a mockery. And in fact, I don't think the trailer does the movie any justice. I don't think any of the black people that worked on it thought we were making a mockery. I think we were, at least for myself, well-versed in our plight and, and our history and all of that. Um, this is a comedy. It's a story about one guy who does the wrong thing for the right reasons. And ultimately, he pays the price. And I think the movie really gets into all of it more than the trailer does. If you don't want to see the, the movie, I respect that. But uh, I think you kind of have to withhold judgment until you see the movie. Again, though, making a mockery was not my intention. What a yeah. brilliant ploy to get people to see this movie. I know. I kind of <laughs> want to see it now. But but also, like, thoughtfully said and, like, I don't know, seems pretty reasonable. Yeah. No, yeah, that like, is oh, reasonable. That makes sense. And then you're like, wait a second. The movie's called Loquisha. I mean, yeah. I guess they don't tell you necessarily the title. Well, but I'm sure he knew that the character was Loquisha. Yeah, yeah. Ma- so, I mean, so let me. Who's the who's the name? Seville. Is that the Jeremy Seville. Name? Yeah. Yeah. So, and he's a white man. Yes. Oh yes. Yeah. Who lives in Carmel? And he's the and he's the writer and producer and director and star. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yep. At some point, if you're writing a racially charged, uh, a potentially racially charged film, which is to say, Did you say potentially? anything, anything that that <laughs> tackles the idea of race in America, uh-huh. yes, wouldn't it be a good idea to have a co-writer or uh, a director or really anybody of color uh, to like help you out? Maybe this is not the thing to be writer, producer, director, and star of as a white man if you're going to be doing that. Yeah. To, mm, to have the best solo mission. You know what I'm saying? To have that thought. Yes. Just makes you imp- – it makes it impossible for you to have even written this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's just not possible. Like yeah. if, you, when you, if, if you wrote this movie, yeah. you think that you are a fucking social justice champion yeah yeah like you yeah. think that you're uh, like an like angel. literally he the first draft of this movie was just a drawing of a black man's hand and a white man's hand shaking hands and <laughs> but the white going, man's hand's bigger the white man's he's, he's hand is bigger squeezing yeah. a little bit he's like remember who's king but like in a nice way like like this you're absolutely right he was positive as he was writing this that like this is going to be this the thing. This is going to bring people together. This is going to be the thing that, that you know, brings people together. All of the races will get together. And, and you know, to be honest, it's like I, I, I can tell that from the trailer, like, that he thinks it's funny and – but he doesn't think it's offensive because he's like, but there's a message behind it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so it's like, you know, the the problem was is that no one stopped him at any point along oh, the right. way. Not just that. They aided him. Yeah. He, he has a PR person for this yeah, thing. Yeah, he was aided and embedded. The pro- but here's the thing. He has no distributor. 
No. He, no this no. like like honestly, this movie is like is is uh it's it's awful and terrible, but it's also like we really can focus on who fucked up here. Yeah, and it's yeah, not yeah. Dwayne Perkins. No. no. It's clearly... You kind of don't have much control over what... Like, you, when you go and shoot a movie, there's not much control you have over what... A job's like, a, so much... First of all, a job's a job. A job's a job. Especially when you're an actor. And yeah. second of all, like, anybody... They can do almost anything in the in the editing room. Yeah. And especially with a trailer, you can be like, whoa, <laughs> that looks way different than the movie I had in my head. Yeah. Um, so, I can't even imagine what could be a good version of this movie. <laughs> sure. like, what could it possibly be? Yeah, I can't really imagine a version in which this is good. Un- unless, of course, all of the scenes with Dwayne and uh, Jeremy... Is his name Jeremy Seville? Yeah. Uh, were, like, probably the most woke scenes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like he probably serves as a character who's like, hey, man, this is fucked up at some Can point. So all he, he shot, knows... If he shot all the Loquisha content just by himself, where he's just, hey, this Loquisha, like, just... <laughs> just a webcam. Just him, yeah. him in his apartment shooting himself alone and with yeah. no, no one else on set. No one needs to see this. I was my own gaffer. <laughs> I was my own everything. He's actually had the Loquisha footage for years yeah. before this movie even came out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, so I, I imagine, because I can't imagine that, Dwayne, I mean, maybe he's seen the whole movie, but like, all I can think is that every scene he did is the scenes that were like the socially conscious scenes, because right. he has to explain himself yeah. to not just a black character, but a literal black actor. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So he was like, these have got to be really carefully written scenes. <laughs> and then the rest, he's like, okay, good. They're not here anymore. Yeah. All right, racist, racist, racist. So I sent this trailer to uh, me and Matt's text chain with Joe and Bobby Hacker. Mm-hmm. And Bobby, of course, is like the king of weird internet people. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and he immediately texts back, have you fucking seen any of his other comedy videos? Uh, anyway, I'm spending the rest of the evening archiving his YouTube page. And then <laughs> oh he God. sent us his, this, this other thing uh, from Jeremy Subville's uh, YouTube page, which is just apparently like a compilation of other comedy trailers that he's made. No. He made a compilation <laughs> of comedy trailers? The, the title is, no, dude. The, what? The, the title is Seriously Funny Comedy Trailer. New video uh-huh. every Monday. What? Uh-huh. A new video every Monday? He's going to do this a lot? I, well, I, he gave up on I it. don't think he makes the actual movie. I think he just makes the trailer. Okay, okay. So here's here's the compilation. A sitting judgment of interracial couple. Mm, 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 mm. The fuck? Oh, oh these are... you think I'm gay? Because you just belated your straw. You're going to have to choose between us. Yeah. You can't keep on stalking both of us. Oh, no, no, no. You cannot make me choose. I'm equally obsessed with both of you. If you get elected yeah. president, what difference is it going to make to me and my children? I don't know if you know this or not, but there was a time that I had to go on welfare because mama had left me. I like the way you Wait, so these are all trailers, by the way. If you can't tell <laughs> by the amazing production quality... <laughs> Those are actually. I thought you were talking about like he took Dumb and Dumber's trailer and no. then he mashed oh, it no. up with like something about Mary's trailer. <laughs> well, sort of. Yeah. No, but he's just literally these are vines. Yeah. That he uh, he's calling bits of trailers. So it's basically mm. his way of pitching a thousand shitty premises. Yes. Good and by the, and by the way. Yeah. Like if you paid attention to who is famous in like the Vine and YouTube world. Yeah. Five second racist videos 
Yeah. Not a bad strategy. It's really I mean, not, that is uh, the entire... Yeah. Uh, what are those two? Oh, the Logan Paul. Oh, yeah. And what is his brother's Jake Paul? Jake Paul. I mean, that's kind of their MO. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I, I don't want to say all Vine and YouTube people are like that, though. There's <laughs> some good ones. not all Vine. Batch is pretty good, I'd say. Yeah. Sure. Harry, you 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 had a good little little series going on, Harry yeah. Being Bad. Harry Being Bad. I blew out candles on a birthday cake. Crazy, yeah. inappropriate <laughs> yeah. business. Yeah. It, yeah. Would, it would say, don't walk, and you would walk a little bit. Mm. Mm-hmm. And at the end of every one of Harry's videos, that song, I did it. The <laughs> guilty as charged. Yeah, guilty as charged. Dave Matthews Band, the yeah. baddest band on the planet, <laughs> would come on. Like, yeah. those are those are great. And none of them were racist, no. which I like. Well, I mean, the, the, the racist undertones were uh, subliminal. Yeah, sure. well, there was yeah. the one episode where you burned a cross on someone's lawn. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> that was the worst of them. But the rest were very, very I pull very off my, my fucking hood and there's just sunglasses underneath <laughs> I actually shouldn't say this, considering the way that I look. I yeah, think, yeah, as, yeah, as yeah, an yeah. Sure, sure. But you know, the truth of it is, is you didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Video. It's true. Well, look, not every vine can be DMX llama. Yeah, not all <laughs> vines. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I the problem is, is that like I don't want to support the movie, right? I don't want to. I'm not going to. No, pay but for I want to see that. I want a lot. Kind of, do you really want to see this yes. movie? Well, no, I could live my whole life and not see this movie, but. As a, as like a thing to do, <laughs> I want to see the movie a little uh, bit. I just want to. I mean, there's times when like the idea seems great. I mean, like I remember when I heard. <laughs> uh, we're making a real heel turn on this podcast. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I'm not. The, not the idea for the movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the idea of seeing the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like as a lark, you know. Like, sure. I remember when the idea for Wahlburgers got pitched. Yeah. Of like the Wahlbergs uh, starting a burger. Yeah. Chain. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was the greatest i thought like i was gonna lose my mind because this was the greatest thing i'd ever heard yeah yeah uh apparently it's had 10 seasons and i still have not seen a single episode yeah well that's the problem is like when it gets down to it like are you really gonna take any of the time out of your day to sit and watch the, the thing i think I it does know. feel like a movie we would do on our riffing session but the problem is it's a comedy see this is why i won't see it i won't see it because it's a comedy right because I'm going to get 10 minutes into it and they're going to try out jokes, so many jokes, and I'm going to be like, I don't, I just don't feel like watching someone's bad comedy. If it was a drama, that's why The Room is so great, because The Room is so clearly meant to be this dramatic, you know, uh, like vanity piece about this dude Mm -hmm. who's like just, you know, uh, full of angst, full of angst and like being betrayed and whatnot. And like, that's what makes it great because it's trying to be dramatic. It being a comedy kind of ruins it for me, and that's why I won't right. see it. I also also it's racist, and I won't see it for well, that. Well, I mean, just look at all. If you listen to all of his trailers on that like clip, everything is about pushing the envelope for what he deems is inappropriate, yes. and just it, I think he's mistaking uncomfortability with funny. Right, well, sure. Right, right, right. <clears throat> like, that dude loves Nick DiPaolo's new special, you know? <laughs> he actually doesn't watch the special. He just looks at the flyer. Or yeah, like he the looks poster. at the flyer and he jacks <laughs> off to it. Like, yeah, flip off all those people of color. I also think the idea of ironically watching things sort of lost its novelty around the time, like, the world became, like, a novelty. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, That's reality became... Like, now I see reality as like a novelty movie trailer yeah, that's right. so bad that you can't help but stare at it like a train yeah, wreck yeah and so the idea of of enjoying that in my fiction has sort yeah. of lost its appeal in a weird way you know what worries me is that this will get caught up as a symbol of the culture war and that it will make tons of money because people 
Like, oh, like if I cut off the Nike swoosh on my socks, I'm going to go see LaQuisha. Yes, like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Watching LaQuisha to own the lips. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, I could see it happening, but it seems like the backlash, you know, like everything's kind of calmed down. Like people watched it, freaked out, and it's over. So maybe it won't be the symbol of the culture war. And you know what would be interesting is if that side of the culture war was like, you know, we kind of agree with you. This looks racist as fuck. That's the world I want to live in. That's the world I felt like we lived in at David one point. Duke has to tweet to disavow the location. <laughs> yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. He's just like, uh, you know, at first I was very excited because the Jews didn't make this one. <laughs> but uh, I got to say, I cannot, I cannot co-sign this blatant uh, anti-black racism. <laughs> On the plus side, if it did make a lot of money, at least we would get to see his next movie, The Transgender Pretender, which... <laughs> I think would be oh, phenomenal. It's going to get Eddie Redmayne for that one. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, that trailer is, uh, is, is pure trash, and it's almost, uh, it's almost offensive to <laughs> even remember. Like, just my memories of it. Matt, what was yeah. the most offensive thing that you've watched movie-wise? Unintentionally offensive. Offered. Me? Yeah. yeah. Um, Shoot, um, man, that's a that's a freaking great question. I gotta throw that out to the group while I think about that. The most most, most offensive, thing. unintentionally offen- like the thing that I didn't know was offensive until mm-hmm. I finished it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I gotta go with Sicario too. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah. I saw that. Yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> it was fucking super racist. Yeah, that it? was very racist. Yeah. which was weird because Sicario mm-hmm. one felt less racist. But then you watch Sicario one again and you're like, ah. Yeah, maybe I should rewatch Sicario One. Just the idea of like bloodthirsty Mexican drug yeah. traffickers like willingly committing suicide by cop over yeah. and over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like ah, I don't think people act like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, it's weird that uh, like at first it just seemed like sort of lazy writing. Yeah. And then you see Sicario Two, and it's kind of just like the id of Sicario One. Yeah. And you're like, ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was a lazy writing. Maybe that's his secret heart. Could be. Mine is Memoirs of a Geisha. Oh, that's a great book. I never saw the movie. Is it offensive? I remember. Uh, so Francesca was it? Was it because Rob Snyder played the, the Geisha? <laughs> <laughs> Rob Snyder is a Geisha, and he's gonna find out that being a Geisha is harder than it looks. Where did I put my kimono? <laughs> Schneider in theaters everywhere. <laughs> you can't do it. Sorry. Oh man. Uh no, I that one was like as I was watching it because uh, Francesca made us all watch this on this trip we took to Yosemite and we, we had like a cabin and then the, we looked at the very limited DVD collection she's like oh Memoirs of a Geisha I loved that movie when I was a kid mm. and, I was, and she's like watch it it's really good we watched it and I remember the whole time going like this was this feels like it was written and directed by a white guy. and A guy who went to University of Michigan. Yeah, and it very <laughs> much so was written and directed by a white guy. I mean, the thing is, it was an official selection at the San Luis Obispo. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. It's just, I, I'm trying to put my finger on why it was, why I remember it being offensive. But I just, I re- all I can remember is while we're watching it, at, at Francesca getting more and more wine drunk and more and more embarrassed at herself for <laughs> yeah. enjoying this movie. Like she, she had watched it at a point when she was not yet woke on Orientalism, <laughs> right, and so when right. she was watching, she's like, "God damn it, my childhood is a lie." You know? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but yeah, that was that. Ooh, that's a good topic though. Like, what what movie did you think was great the first time you saw it, and then you tried to show it to someone else, and yeah. you saw it with adult eyes, and you're like, oh so no. So can I? Could, wait, wait. Vince, yes. Yes. This is. I've got the perfect transition because I was thinking of of like things that were offensive in retrospect. Yeah. And uh, very recently. I rewatched Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, mm-hmm. um, and my my wife had seen it. I was like, oh, I, I was like, I was, I was like, you got to see this movie. It's so funny. It's so cool. Like Shane, like Shane Black, you know, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And I watched it, and I first saw, I saw it when it first came out in two thousand and five, and I watched it, and I was like, man, this has just like the homophobic overtones. Like yeah. it, it really makes like homosexuality a punchline in a way that is not funny or inclusive at all like just because like you make val kilmer's character gay does not make the gay jokes okay right and and like i thought it was really hilarious and awesome at the time and there's just like there's so much that is like homophobic and misogynistic i think about it now and i was like and it sucks because like that was like the beginning of uh uh, Robert Downey Jr. Back, coming yeah. back. Mm-hmm. And oh. Shane Black. Yeah. And, and Shane Black. was like, at the time, it was great. And I was like, wow, times have changed yeah. a For sure. lot. Yeah. I, I definitely, I had that same thought. Like, not that I ever thought it was like, you know, great cinema or anything, but I definitely thought like American Pie was like, oh, it's good natured fun. Right. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. like, I watch it again and it's like, it's all about Jim. Uh, Setting up a webcam so yeah. he can like film the foreign girl changing in his house, yeah, and, and like that, broadcast it to all his friends, and then, and then fuck then, her on camera, mm-hmm. yeah, and then like the the punchline is not him, it's not that people think he's a shithead for uh, committing a sex crime, yeah, it's that he came too fast, right, yeah, 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 yeah. that's yeah. that's the most embarrassing part of the rape, and even like uh, even Nadia, she's not upset that he she's filmed her, she's into like, it, yeah, she's into it, into it. Yeah, on the uh, on the same like uh, Blink One Eighty Blink One Eighty Two is also in the scene. They are, and they're watching that. They have a monkey. Monkey, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's just classic '90s stuff. Hell yeah! The monkey does not heil Hitler, by the way, <laughs> like uh, the Indiana Jones monkey. But yeah, yeah. close enough. Uh, on the same homophobic tip, I, I don't know if you guys have seen Scary Movie in a long time, and that's mm-hmm. bring Marlon Wayans back into the fuck this whack ass dude. Hope, Scary Movie is the most homophobic movie I think I've ever seen in really? my entire life. The amount oh, of I think like, Marlon Wayans is a certified whack ass dude. Uh, I I think like the Wayans family has like a big homophobia problem. Well, they were Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, for real? Uh, yeah. Mm. Mm, that's that a lot sense. of witnesses. A yeah, lot of people yeah, saw yeah. Jehovah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw Jehovah, and he didn't do not one gay thing. <laughs> yeah, that kind of makes sense. I mean, hey, this loquisha. Yeah, <laughs> this ain't how Jehovah was supposed to be acting. Hey, Dale. All right, I'm done. I'm, you know what? Just wow. wow. I would. I would have believed. If I were to listen back to this podcast, I think. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think we would have yeah, the yeah. same feelings. Oh, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure. This was really funny at the time. I, I would listen to Loquisha if his black lady voice was Sam Elliott's voice doing oh, Loquisha. Yeah, yeah. Then I would be down. I think. My favorite Honey. thing about my favorite thing you about got a dumpling, uh, baby girl. Yes. Yeah, my favorite thing about uh, A Star Is Born is that Bradley Cooper won an Oscar for playing for just doing a Sam Elliott impression. Yeah. Wait, like did Sam he Elliott, win Best Actor? Uh, he definitely got nominated. They, they got song, I and mean, he got nominated. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if he had won, I would have fucking killed myself. I fucking hate that dude. <laughs> Do you? You know why? I 
Huh? I hated the end of that movie so much. Oh, so did I. I hated the whole thing all the way through. No, I mean, I just wanted them to fuck. Like, I was like, I wish this was a porno where they show the dicks going in. Because I really, I like, yeah. he well, did the only make porn me, I watched. He did make me want to see them fuck. I don't for that, yeah. I appreciated I don't the first done with watching two thirds of it. If no one knew they were filming it, American Pie style. And yeah, then it's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I like the trickery involved. <laughs> Um, Last year was a great year for people just breaking into song, uh, yeah. like in parking lots. Yeah, yeah, it really was. People did that a lot in last year's. Blind Spotting had a breaking into song. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody was a parking lot song thing. A lot of those world star hip hop videos. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah those are my song. favorite. Um, but yeah, no, I just don't like Brad Bradley Cooper because I think he is the character that he played in Wedding Crashers. Right. And so I don't want to support that man. I I don't think actors make good movies most of the time. Yeah. I don't think... To, I, yeah. To A Star Is Born's credit, you are more likely to break out into song <laughs> at the end of an all-night bender. That's true. Uh, if you're in a parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. They set that one up. Like in Bohemian Rhapsody... He's just like, oh, I can sing seriously. Yeah. Listen, yeah. mate, and then he sings, and they're like, oh, a fucking oath. He really is a good singer. Hey, as it so happens, our lead singer just quit the band. <laughs> For the listeners at home. your shoes, governor. Chim Chim was the original name of the band. Now we can name it. Let me think. I got it, Queen. <laughs> That's how fast we came up with the, with the name of the band. This is some white on white Laquisha shit yeah. for sure. <laughs> right now going on. That's why it's funny. We're allowed to do it. This song sounds like some sort of Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> I, I should name it Bohemian Rhapsody. Such a good name. <laughs> I'm the bassist. Oh, hi. Hello. What's your name? My name is the bassist oh, okay. of Queen. Were you also the bassist in Led Zeppelin? Yes. Oh, wow. I was in a lot of 70s bands I was. That's crazy. Yes. You're so prolific. I wrote a song about another one by Eda Dust. Oh. To what do you credit your ability to be so prolific well oh, <laughs> i just like to show up in the music studio and wait for a whole band to come in and then i find the other bassist i kill him uh-huh. and i join the band when i go it looks like you guys are minus one bassist <laughs> and that works yeah <laughs> that's amazing yeah. well gotta go but it um <laughs> oh, he's 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 doing a walking baseline out the door. Uh, yes. Hey, I'm back. I didn't know that. Wa- that's how. Dude, walking you baseline. just missed the bassist from oh, Queen. Oh shit! I was just in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> uh, I do like the thing in biopics or in like musical biopics where. Like the the person just comes out of the bathroom with like a fully formed idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. I like it because, you know, he's like in kindergarten and he's playing the riff, uh, from yeah. Bohemian from Bohemian Rhapsody on the piano. Yeah, I mean, it's because to get mired down in the details of song making would probably be really boring to a lot of people. Yeah, is the assumption. But I actually think. I mean, I gotta say, like, I'm such a shill for mm-hmm. that moment in like. Straight out of Compton, which is like an objectively 
bad movie. Yeah. But yeah. there's Wait, something well, there's, I kind of like this. It's there's okay. something about them sitting in the studio and like he hits the line from <clears throat> Cruising Down the Street yeah. in Six Four right the first time. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like the version of the superhero origin story, but yeah. like it actually works. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. It's like you like that moment because you feel like the magic just happened. I like this song. Yeah, exactly. And it's the same reason when it's like Peter Parker got powered now. Yeah. What did you dislike about straight out of Compton. Yeah, what did you not like about that? Um, just that, that it was. That's right. I said straight out of Compton. Yeah, you yeah. did it the straight right way. Straight out of. <laughs> I do it the Jerry Heller way. Yeah. Just that, like, every, well, every music, musician biopic is propaganda for the musician because right. you have to get the rights to the music. Right. Um, uh, but tell like, that to James Brown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so, I mean, just like the scene where uh like there's by felicia and then right. it's literally ice cube sitting down to write the script for friday and it's yeah. like page one friday <laughs> yeah right like that yeah, was like yeah, a yeah. momentous moment yeah, yeah and then yeah. just like the like everything everything with dr dre where he's like when i was in the theater and he's like i'm gonna start a new label it's called aftermath and people were like oh and they like clapped you're, yeah. you're... and that's what he did though <laughs> yeah every, literally <laughs> seriously every biopic for music is so heavy-handed it's crazy yeah. oh, which yeah. is why walk hard the dewey cox story is like such an incredible it's such an incredible movie, movie. It's and amazing. it's weird that people with that movie being around, people still make biopics in the exact same they formula. Still made, they still made Bohemian Rhapsody. They still make Bohemian and Rhapsody. Fucking uh, pop star was the pop star, was yeah. just like the spiritual sequel to Walk Hard. Yeah, and still did did nothing. It's I, weird. See, see, I think so. We're missing two things here. Yeah. One, musical biopics, even if they don't accurately reflect how things happen at all. Are fun as hell to watch because they rock with yes. these songs that we love so much. Uh, There's two, a band's greatest hits. I think sure. that I think that uh, I, I always disagree with you on Popstar because I watched Popstar and I was like, I think I laughed like maybe twice the oh, entire. Oh no, Dude, you, you got to go back. Mona and watch Lisa it. alone. How many, wait, how many times have you seen it? Just one. I've seen it. I've seen it once, and I have no desire to see it a second. So time. See it I, again. I felt, also, I felt, also, I felt and, the same and, way. And before you tell me to see it a second time. Please understand that there is a backlog of scores of TV shows and movies that I haven't seen for five years because I have two children. For, so I, that's fair. Uh, I, I totally right now understand. I'm slated to watch things a second time in 2032 <laughs> after I watch like the the dozens of shows that yeah. I've been. Yeah, you got to watch a thousand more episodes of Peppa Pig before you can <laughs> yeah. revisit yeah. Popstar. And by the f- way, by the way, Peppa Pig's dad. Totally looks like stereotypical movie blogger. Like, <laughs> just like the 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 really like thin, scraggly goatee, fat ass pig. Like <laughs> movie bloggers are pigs. <laughs> Wait, yeah, yeah, that's true. I've watched a lot of the uh, the television version of How to Train Your Dragon uh recently oh because of uh yeah because yeah because you're dating i'm dating a single mom yeah, um, yeah 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 and it takes everything in me not to be like mclovin wore a film drunk shirt one time yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of the voices in there. he's the dragon yeah yeah no big deal yeah Man, he did though that's I'm, cool i'm working on a kid show right now nice. and uh the amount of Talent stuff scout 
Uh, yeah, I'm scouting the the viewers. Actually, I'm just I'm just checking out the kids. Like, oh. <laughs> you're sitting across from a school, just going. They're gonna, they're gonna love, love it. Shit. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. you, you can you lose ten pounds? Okay. The cops come along, sir. Can you move along? I work for Cartoon Network. Yeah. Okay. Hey, hey, Tetherball, let's go. <laughs> you're with me, Tether. Yeah. It's just it's it's very Matt got it. It's very fun thinking about the stuff that like is for kids but isn't for the kids in the yeah. show because like the adults still write the show so a lot of what yeah. they write is for them right. and for the fucking parents because the kids are going to watch any god awful shit mm-hmm. they're going to watch that racist ass what's the racist ass train oh Thomas the Tank Engine is, is that, that a racist? racist train? You know, it's yeah. fascist fascist super fascist there's like, also, really? there's like some trains that are like bad trains because they like live in a bad place and they're all dirty and gross really? and, and, and yeah. because they're frowny faced yeah do they uh, do they is it are they like darker? They're just, no, they're not darker. They all have the same weird face. I don't know how any of the kids tell them apart. You know, but um, <laughs> well, one of them's uh, frowning, I'm sure. But it's like super fascist. Like there's like one guy in charge of them, and, and like punishes all the trains who like don't do exactly as they're told. <laughs> that, it's messed up. That show is. That's so funny because Hitler made the trains run on time. <laughs> <laughs> it was Mussolini. Mussolini, but hey, yes. all right, I forgot. Hey, I don't like the train. <laughs> you don't. You don't get my pizza pie in here time. This isn't. This isn't a funny statement, but uh, that show is actually very popular with children with autism. Oh, like Thomas the Tank Engine? Yeah, because like of all the round Hitler. features. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're all secret Hitler. They're all secret Hitler. Hitler was dude. actually autistic. No. <laughs> That's so funny. We're going to get so much viewer mail. Uh, ha, hey, this look. is Loquisha. Your show sucks balls. <laughs> oh, you go, girl. Oh, man. I oh, yeah, I have to rewatch Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah. Anybody else? Anybody else watch uh, watch kids shows? Anybody? Anybody watch PJ Masks out there? I've not uh, seen that. One. I don't know that any, one. Any Daniel Tiger fans? Ooh, Anyone? No, no, I gotta Daniel say, Tiger. like this is, this is we're in my wheelhouse oh, now. I have a question. Ugh. Do you let your kids watch YouTube? No. Yeah. How, good how, call. So what's the the kid that does the toy reviews? Oh yeah. I mean, there's millions. It's of like them. no, but the one who's like the, the highest richest paid, one. Yeah. He's like Adam's toy reviews or yeah. Is yeah Adam, I don't. I don't fucking know. hate that kid, man. Well, you've watched it. I, oh yeah. Oh, because it. it's actually weird because like kids will put it on, uh-huh. and you'll be like, I want to watch this to see like what these kids are actually. It's watching. like a sociological experiment. Yeah, but it's like it's like perfectly engineered for you to zone out. Like your adult brain forces you to zone out within three seconds because huh. you're like, oh. This is terrible. I'm going to do something else now. And then you look back and you've missed like all of the stupid toy reviews. Because it's literally right. just him opening the toys and there's right. his weird parents there just teeing up. Oh, it's just, it's, it's, I it's, hate everything about it. The whole unboxing thing is just like the same feeling you get, uh, you know, watching people open presents Christmas morning, but forever, right? Mm-hmm. That's like the whole point. Yeah. It's like there's something about taking something out of a box. It's like, it, it like, it somehow it plays on the like short circuiting of your brain. It short circuits something in your brain that makes you want to be a consumer and yeah. just like and just gives it to you. It just like it's like mainlining consumerism. Yeah, somehow. yeah, 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 yeah. For these, things that you'll never be able to afford, probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. these kids are hella problematic. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's awful. And then if you just like walk around any like toy store, it's got that kid's 
face on shit everywhere. Oh, wow, really? Wouldn't it be great if, like, when he gets older, like, and he runs out of money, he has to get hired to go to kids' parties and open their presents for them? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) This is a 35-year-old drunk man. I just want to see, like, the future of him just opening up, like, a fucking dime bag of fucking crystal. (laughs) Him just on stage, people be like, do, uh, do pogs! Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Do pogs! Do opening an iPhone 4G. Yeah, yeah 4C. Oh, here's uh, this one's one of my. Oh, he's like Vince Neil. Yeah, he's got right. A big right. Pop belly. Yeah. I'm up in an surprise. Ah, what Yeah, yeah. No, that's. Uh, I mean, what a life. The, the, what a life. The hope is YouTube. That- YouTube is buck wild, man. Like, it is. I, I my team puts the 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 videos on ESPN's Content. YouTube channel. Content. Like I have done. I, like that's that's what we do you know like yeah. hey i've got like youtube strategy yeah. and espn's youtube channel is very successful it has like five million subscribers yeah and it is like one twentieth of what like the like original youtubers like have done like, oh Dude yeah perfect yeah. has like 140 million youtube subscribers i, I think and it's like it's crazy. How? There's, why? Well, there's, what is happening? There's a difference between like the content that we're creating. I'm going to say like artists and like use that term in a weird way. Uh, yeah. As far as like scripted content goes. Yeah. And what YouTube and Instagram followers do, which is fascination porn, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but they tried to like start forcing YouTube stars and Instagram stars into movies and TV, and it wasn't right. working because they can't act. Right. But that's not their talent. Their talent is getting people to be hypnotized by yeah. what they do. Right. Which is why the numbers are so uh, like exponentially higher than any of the stuff that you write yeah Yeah, no it's crazy there's an article i read about this the other day uh it's from buzzfeed and the headline is youtube's newest far-right foul-mouthed red-pilling star is a 14 year old girl oh my god and at one point is she hot though no uh i think she's like i think she has (laughs) her face we don't have to talk about this because i think she has her face like pixelated out so she doesn't get oh uh, wow really i feel laquisha coming on yeah Yeah, seriously (laughs) what does a 14 year old girl dressed in a chador have to say on youtube to amass more than eight hundred thousand followers how about this quote i've become a devout follower of the prophet muhammad suffice it to say i've been having a fuck ton of fun of course, I get raped by my 40-year-old husband every so often, and I have to worship a black cube to indirectly please an ancient Canaanite god, but at least I get to go to San Francisco and stone the shit out of some gays, and the cops can't do anything about it because California is a crypto-caliphate. Jesus Christ. Behind every so, successful 14-year-old neo-fascist YouTuber is Jeremy Seville. <laughs> so the best part of it is that uh, she directly uh she does like a death threat to the ceo of youtube on one of the videos uh susan i've known your address since last summer Soph said directly addressing youtube ceo susan way i've got a luger and a mitochondrial disease i don't care if i live why should i care if you live or your children i just called an uber you've got about seven minutes to draft up a will i'm coming for you and it ain't gonna be pretty is Um, this a video can we watch this so by the way so uh, the company issued Sofa strike, which prevents her from uploading videos for a week. <laughs> oh my god! A week. They dude. pulled her video and they gave her one strike for threatening the CEO of wow. YouTube. Wow! Wow! Holy shit! Yeah. I'm, can we watch that video though? I don't. Have uh, it. N- no. Yeah, I don't I mean, want to. I'm with Matt on so this let one. Me, yeah. Let me just stop you. Just don't feed. <laughs> 
don't feed the algorithm. But I'm yeah, so curious. If it's not if it's not good content, because everything that you watch, the algorithm pays notice to. Whether you click I on know. it for one second or two minutes, I man, know. just don't feed it. Yeah, but don't like feed the uh, algorithm. But Dwayne Perkins just said, like, don't judge <laughs> things before it happens. You know, because yeah. you, you haven't seen it, you can't judge. So, yeah, I was. At- I want to watch one. I was no. at I was at jujitsu the other day and uh, and one guy there like asked me what I did for a living and usually like I'm I'm uh, I come up with some sort of why yeah because obviously I don't want my like worlds crossing like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but I was just at the end I was kind of tired and so I told him I was a writer and he's like oh I'm a YouTuber and oh. then he like forced me to sign up for his, his YouTube. He forced oh, you? No. You're talking about subscribe? He submitted you into subscribing. He forced, forced me to subscribe. This he is your sensei? Me. But I was like trying to leave and he's like following me around till I like subscribe to his YouTube. Jesus. And the first video is like about Bitcoin being proof of God. Uh, wow. Yeah. That is a weird Venn diagram. And I was like, oh man, how am I going to get out of this one? Yeah. Well, unsubscribe. <laughs> Sure, but you can't like unsubscribe from I mean, your gym, from your dojo. Yeah, you probably yeah. learn a couple of black moves in your dojo, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. I got it, yeah. dude. Block. Block. Ha. Huh. You get it, dude? Yeah. I wish. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> wish I got it. Yeah. I don't understand nothing. Um. Do you guys want to do some Crystal Corner? I'm so down for Crystal Corner. It's been yeah. so long. Crystal. Vince hates art. Yeah, I'm sorry Brett's not here. He's the one who enjoyed Crystal Corner the most. Uh, we all like it, but Brett definitely, his, he got a kick out of it. Um, uh, having personally brokered, this is from Deadspin, having personally brokered peace for all time between the U.S. government and North Korea, basketball Hall of Famer and all-around goof Dennis Rodman <laughs> spends his time yeah. nowadays, among other things, being accused of stealing 400-pound amethyst crystals from Orange <laughs> County, California yoga studios. <laughs> Wait, four hundred pounds worth, or he did one big just heist? one amethyst crystal. Four, he stole a four hundred pound amethyst crystal. According to allegedly, re- according to a report from the LA he Times, he caught him while he was following it, Ali rebound style. And Ariana Shaw, owners of the Vibes Hot Yoga Studio in Newport Beach, <laughs> say Rodman on two occasions entered their business and, along with a couple associates, ripped off thirty five hundred dollars in merchandise, including a ginormous geode yeah. amethyst crystal. <laughs> The group hauled out of there after accidentally smashing it to bits. <laughs> when arrested, he said, man, I've always been good at grabbing the rock. <laughs> <laughs> Shaw said a man whom he identified as Rodman walked into the shop with a former Vibes employee and another man and woman just before the shop was scheduled to close at 1.30 p.m. Tuesday. First of all, why the fuck are you closing at 1.30 p.m. on Tuesday? Well, let's be real. After after about 1.35, people uh, pretty much had it with, with yoga. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? With crystals? With crystals. Oh, this is a crystal place, not a yoga place? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a hot yoga place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here, for your enjoyment, is nine minutes of Dennis Rodman moseying around a yoga retailer in, black, in blue track pants. By all means, stick around for the entire thing. But the very best part happens just about 30 seconds in when a man lifts the enormous crystal off the checkout desk, takes two steps toward a waiting dolly, then just dumps the crystal on the ground where it explodes. (laughs) At the four minute mark, you can watch them sweeping up a huge crystal, a huge spray of crystal smithereens. Uh, 
if you can drag your eyes away from the sight of the man fumbling and destroying a $2,500 crystal, for example, you will see the alleged coordinated maneuver in action as a woman in the foreground at that very moment hastily jams an article of clothing into her purse. Rodman told TMZ that he and his pals were in fact there to help move the crystal and that they were given permission mm-hmm. by the staff on hand to treat themselves to, quote, a couple gifts as a token of gratitude. What the sure. fuck? Make sure to treat sure. yourself as discreetly as possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rodman and an associate apparently returned the following afternoon, whereupon they allegedly shoplifted more merchandise from the store. They let him back in? <laughs> per the Times report. So this is why... I don't think they'd watched the, the video yet. Well, they could have just found a fucking a different crystal, the one with the recording properties, and just watched it there, you know? Shaw said, <laughs> Shaw said surveillance video shows Rodman, whom the employee didn't recognize, again trying to... Because, <laughs> I mean, obviously you can't recognize a six-foot-eight black man with a nose ring. I can't tell one Dennis Rodman from another <laughs> Dennis Rodman. But by the way, you think he came back the second time because he was just so offended that no one knew he was Dennis Rodman? He's like, I'm going to come back when there's an employee who knows who I am. Hey, uh, there was a six foot seven, heavily tattooed black man wearing wraparound shades with dead, uh, with blonde hair and uh, lots of lots of piercings in his face. And he was crying. Uh, also, I, he was in his mid 50s, which is way too old to be most of those things. But... <laughs> so anybody know who that might have been? I have a theory about Dennis Rodman. Which is that uh, Dennis Rodman is, is an alcoholic. No, he's definitely he he's definitely working as an agent for the U.S. government. For the U.S. You're, government, you're in on that theory. I think Dennis Rodman is a hundred percent working with the CIA huh. uh, to get information about North Korea. Because who the fuck is yeah. going to suspect? Den- he's the perfect that's, cover. That's he's true. Expendable. Yeah. Everybody thinks he's completely nuts. Yeah, yeah. And he thinks that he's buddies with uh with the Kim Marshall. Jong-un. Yeah. I mean, but wouldn't that's you... a lovely thought, Vince? It and is, I adore it is. the way that you have ignored our present reality. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Occam's Razor would posit that uh, he is number one. Not a trustworthy fellow when it comes to being a secret spy. Like, you who ha- would you want more as a spy than Dennis Rodman? Though? Uh, I think maybe a random, literally anyone, a random literally guy. Any- no, because he's no, no one's gonna think that Dennis Rodman's a, sca- a spy. I mean, except for you, do you, and yeah. all the people who think he's a spy. He's the perfect cover. <laughs> he's just hiding in plain sight. He's a basketball player. <laughs> Kim Jong Un loves him. If it were if it were LeBron James, I'd be like, I could see that. You know, he seems like an agent of U.S. imperialism, but not Dennis Rodman. I mean, you don't choose like your best people to send over there. Yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, okay. You send the expendable. No, I think you want your best. You send people. the easily deniable. Yeah. You send like the you know. Oh, he's just crazy. You know, you're, okay. I mean, you're selling me on it. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. That does sound. Everything you said sounds legit. But I just don't think he is. I just don't think because they wouldn't be like this. He's not a stable enough human being, unless it's all a put on. Well, why do you need a stable person to be a spy? There's a long because to keep information yeah. <laughs> to himself. <laughs> no, they're not. The you. We're not giving him any information about us. Well, no. But if he's in North Korea and he's like, I'm a spy. <laughs> 
like there's a chance he would say that. Yeah. And then you have an international But no incident. one would believe him because he's Dennis Rodman. It's like Steven Seagal has been saying he's been working with the CIA yeah. since like the, the early 90s. Yeah. And no one believes Steven Seagal because he's an so insane person. You think Steven Seagal is a CIA agent? I do not. But I do think Dennis why, Rodman might be. Why is Steven Seagal less believable? Yeah. Why is he less believable? I mean, he could be like it. I mean, it, look in the in the spectrum of believable people, like holding up Dennis Rodman to Steven Seagal is really maybe not the comparison you're looking. <laughs> for. Look, look, we made De- we made Steven Seagal a lawman. We did. We might have made him a foreign agent. I could it's not see that. out of the realm of possibility. Uh, yeah, but I I do think that like. I, I get what you're saying. You're looking at these two uh, expats who love uh, like governments who the are pun- hostile to America. Uh, well, yeah. Steven Scott loves the Punani also. He does. He loves the Punani. We should play that song again, by the way. Um, but uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. But nah. 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 <laughs> okay. Nah, nah. I mean, it would make a great movie. Yeah. But For I, sure. I just don't think the so. The interview part two. Yeah. Um, the enter two. Thanks to Dan for sending that tip in. Uh, we got some other emails. All right. Yeah. Your advice is always bad, but tell me more about your dad. Stop. Oh, God, I am afraid to die. Yeah. 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 The emails. Vince hates art. Um, That's a really great song. I wish that were like 20 <laughs> seconds longer. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, hey gang, uh, subject line, early contender for name of the year draft 2020. Hey gang, I know this was weeks ago now, but I trust you'll understand. And it's a, uh, picture that he took of some sort of newspaper. Um, and the, and the caption is tuna cunt. Wow. With a K. Tuna cunt. Tuna. Sure. Tuna cunt 23 has been elected president of the student union at London city university. The female law student, originally from Turkey, hoped to maintain her cool in the face of silly jokes. Man, man, that's a bummer. It's pretty rough. That's a that's that's a great name. It is. is I mean, that's not an enviable name, but it's a great name. Do you think that's? Do you think that could beat Jizzy Shorts? Nothing could beat Jizzy Shorts. Jizzy Shorts. Jizzy Shorts is one of the greatest all-time names that we've ever found. Who's your dad? Bart Simpson. So I think. I would like to posit that the reason I have not voted for Jizia Shorts is because I believe it's actually Jizia Shorts. I believe you, and I think that's – I'm sure that's what she would say, and that's true. But the fact that she's named – I mean it looks like Jizia Shorts it on paper. It looks exactly like Jizia Shorts. So that's what, it, that's what does it for me though. It's like if the pronunciation – if the, if it's a, a matter of misconfu- or confusing the, the pronunciation, I'm out. Yeah, so. but I mean, you could say that about anything. Like the fact is, you're never gonna fully no, know. Like you're, there was no, a... you're just no, 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 no. You cannot say that just about anything. No. Just because you're saying it with confidence does not make it true. <laughs> no, it's true because like there was this kid uh, who went to Westchester High uh, in, in in Los <laughs> Angeles uh, when my 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 friend's dad was a teacher there, and his name was Peter Vagina, and. It was spelled Peter Vagina, but he insisted it was Peter Vagina. And and so uh, to me, Peter Vagina, I mean, that's two different names for genitals. Absolutely. Yeah. True. Yeah, and, yeah. and I was like, it's Peter Peter Vagina for sure. And like, it doesn't matter if you say, oh, well, you pronounce it differently. Like then but, any anyone with a fucked up name can say that. 
My like na- people, like people whose names last name is is Weiner, and they say no, it's Weiner. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know yeah. Weiner when I see one. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> it's loud and uncut. Hell yeah! My dad was a professor back in the day, and he had a student named Ufuck Subutikins. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, that's pretty good. You fuck Sabotikins? <laughs> yeah. A man after my own heart. <laughs> you fuck or my dad? Uh, both. Okay, yeah. That's incredible. So do we read the one about the relationship advice uh, la- last time? I can't remember if we did this one or not. I don't know. Read it. We'll start. This better be good because there's a lot of I need up. it. Okay. Hey, guys. Well, it's, it's sad. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> bring it on. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I put on my serious cap. Daddy wants happens. to know. Hey, guys, I'm Tasha. I'm a rare female listener. We're not that rare, all right? <laughs> no, it's pretty rare. <laughs> it's not that rare. Pretty rare. 20, I'm, 25%. I'm, no, I'm more than that. I'm 23 and from Toronto, Canada, and I absolutely love the podcast. This will be my fifth year listening to you guys. Wow. I listen to you on my way to work and figure who better to ask for help than the people that make me laugh and who also happen to have a good amount of relationship experience. Nice. Recently, my boyfriend broke up with me. Dump him. We were very serious. We had discussed names for future children and Uh talked about getting married in the near future. Oh, damn. He talked about our future a lot, and I believed he truly meant every word. I even got a job in his city and same building as him. Damn. An hour and a half away from my parents' house so that we could move in together over the summer. So I'm constantly surrounded by reminders and even have to see him at work. He started having mood swings that got worse and worse. A doctor later told him he was having a depressive episode, and two weeks after they started, he ended things with me. Out of nowhere, he ripped my other half, our future that we planned and everything I loved so dearly away from me. Out of nowhere, he said he lost all feeling for me. I basically begged him to give us a chance, but he didn't care. Just like that, I was disposable. Two months later, and I'm still depressed, still barely eating or sleeping. I don't know what to do. I feel like it's a struggle just to survive each day. I feel like I'll never feel happy or complete without him. And going to work every day, seeing him or his car or his name somewhere is excruciating. How have you guys dealt with hard breakups? What's made you feel better? Do you have any hopeful stories of overcoming heartbreak? Yes. I'd appreciate any advice you have for me, but also understand why this wouldn't. But I also understand why this wouldn't be fraught material. And that's where you're wrong. That's where you're wrong. Um, that's where you're wrong. Either so way, I love wrong. your podcast. Uh, yeah. So Tasha, that's right. her name. That's right. Yeah. So first of all, she said she was 23. It's mm-hmm. short for Batasha, right? Yes, yes. Everyone's name that's Tasha is short for Batasha. Batasha. Everyone knows You that. fuck Batasha. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she's 23 years old. And she, did it say how long she was in the relationship for? Um, Doesn't matter. No, it didn't. she didn't say a, a, a they, they talked about names for kids. They talked about serious. names for kids. It was very serious. Uh, it, more to the point was, uh, so first of all, this is great. And you don't know it. You being out of this relationship. It's true. Oh, so great. Super true. Yeah. Uh, for, be, uh, for, first and foremost, because of your age. And I know that doesn't help to say, like, you're very young because you never feel young when you're young. You know what I mean? Right. You, Fact. But, but, like, you are 23 years old. Literally, like, shit is just going to keep getting fucking better. When I was 23 especially years old. Relationship especially relationship shit. Especially relationship shit. You're going to meet non uh, like mood swingy scumbag dudes. Not that this dude was necessarily a scumbag. Maybe he was going through, you know, a mental health crisis. But like, for sure, 
the you know drop you and then completely making you feel disposable is some straight up 20 you know early 20s male scumbag shit yeah it's it's shit you don't know you're doing when you are that age a lot of times because you're so self-obsessed exactly yeah yeah, yeah, that that you just kind of are like you know so he may know that you know he has hurt you by doing this but believe me that you are so gonna get over this guy not to mention you know it'd be so much worse yeah if you're like hey i'm 34 my boyfriend of six years uh just found out from a psychiatrist that he's having like a schizophrenic break yeah and he and we've already got kids we've got we kids named and them. he loves me so much and blah 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 no he you found out that there was yeah there's something that was not gonna be super fun to deal with in a relationship with him yeah and he he gave you an easy out yeah i mean i mean it seems like a, it seems like a blessing to me it does can i yes can i can i just get in here and and, and I, i'm gonna be the i can't speak yeah so no you can't get in here uh, on that. the real on the real though <laughs> there are there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people that you can fall in love with yes. there's not just one person for you that's out there yeah it is a it is a matter of uh, timing and luck and personal self-development yes. mm-hmm. that determines uh, who and when you end up with a life partner, if you end up with a life partner, if you decide that you do want a life partner. Absolutely. So, and and the easiest way to determine that somebody is not right for you is for them to say, I don't want to be with you. Yep. Great. Mm-hmm. Cross their name off. Done. Yeah. Like, it, I, that's time not, to move on to the next one. Right. It's not to say it doesn't hurt. Of course it hurts. Like, rejection is always a terrible feeling. And so it's like, you're not wrong to feel sad about it. You're not ro- wrong to feel depressed about it. Because right. especially, you know, because you started planning out your lives together and all that stuff, It's it's it sucks to have the rug pulled out from under you. But, like... The, uh, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, is that when someone does something like that to you, you can move on from it because you know, it wasn't going to work. Right. And, and, and you, you're out of it before shit really got bad. And that it is a thousand times worse to be stuck with someone who is, you know, going through fucking, uh, a mental and emotional breakdown. And, and the last thing you want is for him to give it a chance and then drag you through his fucking Michigas. Like you don't want that. I thought you were going to say Michigan for a second there. Drag you through through fucking face. Drag you through uh, Toronto to Michigan. Talk about, let's let's be easy here. Let's let's tone it down. All right. On this Michigan talk. Toronto is Michigan's a hand. Give it a high five. Yeah. Be nice to it. It's a great hand. It's a great hand. It's a hand. It's a, it's a, a beautiful myth but put but, a ring on it it's michigan uh, but honestly like toronto is a huge city filled mm-hmm. with awesome people all you have to do is is you know i mean you're gonna eventually get over this but you just just don't date someone who's a stand-up comic and you'll be fine that's like <laughs> hey 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 <laughs> that's correct yes that's correct <laughs> yeah. you know there's a lot of really great stand-up comics who come out of toronto but as you, comedians but not as people it's yeah, more of an improv town and definitely <laughs> definitely don't they do not date an improviser i, I want i want to toss a little advice in there as yeah. well if you should stay in the city toronto's an amazing city it as is. we've discussed stay in there and make it about you make that city your city forget yeah. him you 
It's great to experience stuff in life. And if you're living your best life, maybe he's going to become interested in you again. And then you start dating again, and then you dump his ass, and yeah, you yeah, take yeah. that fucking power back. I yeah. can tell you from experience, it happened to me, yeah. and it hurts like a bitch when you get switched on oh, like that. Oh, yeah, it does. So switch on his ass if it happens, and if not, great, because you're still number one. You're yeah. feeling great about yourself. Yeah, I would I would definitely say that you do not want to be back in this relationship. Uh, For the power switch, you do want to be back I mean, in this okay, it sounds like a lot of fun to do the power switch, but what's interesting about it is, is that if you were actually to get back into this relationship, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you would eventually be like, I do not know what I saw in this That's guy. That's what I'm saying. That's like, what ends up happening. The relationship is over. It wasn't going to work. It shouldn't work. I'm yes. happy you're out of it. If you do get back together, only do it to dump his ass. Yeah, yeah. I'm just and, it's, and you would eventually be like, man, I gotta be, I gotta, I gotta be dealing with this guy's depressive bullshit yeah, for the rest of exa- my life. It is hard to be with someone who is, uh, you know, and I'm, that's not to say that people can't make good relationships. No, but you want to meet that person. You want to meet that person like years after they've dealt with mm-hmm. that shit. Yeah, you don't want to get it. them right at the beginning. Literally, he was two weeks into treatment, and that happened. Yeah. So, like to me, this just says like this is the wrong time to be with this person. Yeah. There, maybe there will be a right time, but even then, by the time it's the right time, timing-wise, it sucks, but you will have moved on, and you won't think it sucks because you'll be with someone who's way better, or you'll just learn to be single. And I think mm-hmm. that's also a skill that a lot of people learn to have is they learn the, you know, the empowerment of being alone and, and enjoying yourself and your own company and the company of friends and monogamous male friendships. Like you don't, you don't have to be with this guy to have a life. You have your own life. Right. If I may, oh, sorry. But sorry, if, I may, if I may give yeah, my please, one please. piece of real advice, yeah. the only person you should want to be in a relationship with is somebody who wants to work at that relationship with you. Yes. If they're not willing to work at it to make it work, then they're not worth being in the relationship for because yeah. people who care about you try. Relationships are tough. You will fight. Yeah. You, you will argue. You yeah. will dislike each other. You will not see eye to eye because you are different individuals. No one is the same person. You're never going to see eye to eye about the same yeah. thing, but you have to be able to meet in the middle, yeah. communicate, and compromise. Yeah. And Me- if, if that's not happening, you're not in a good relationship. Yeah, yeah. And um, not to quote... Looked, wait, go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry, Vince. Please, I just no, no, no. You probably have better <laughs> advice than I do. Go ahead. Tasha... is at a stage right now where she is still kind of like seeing her ex all the time at work. Oh, don't, don't ever date somebody at your own work. Uh, that's can't do anything about that. Right. But look, you don't want to date right now because you're still kind of like stuck with, with, you know, the feelings and and the feelings of rejection. Mm -hmm. So just, but what you have is the gift of time because yes. you used to pour you used to pour a lot of time into a relationship watching Netflix together doing stuff together that's now time for you yeah. pour it into yourself like go yes. ahead like like take those hours that are now given to you mm-hmm. and put them into making yourself better whether it's like you want to take a cooking class you want to do like join a running club mm-hmm. or like like do something that's social and improves your your self-worth yeah. your physical fitness your uh like introduces you to new people yes and like as you widen your range of experiences you become a better stronger smarter person and you become somebody who's just you don't need to be in a relationship you're happy with yourself yeah and when that happens all these, all the other people that these new people that you're meeting, and even 
other people who've known you, who have looked past you for years, will see this light in you and will be drawn to you because you have this self-confidence and this, you'll give off this aura of like not needing someone Mm -hmm. and that makes everybody else attracted to you. Yeah. Yeah. And so like you're going to end up with somebody, you're going to end up like after you do these things and all the self-improvement, you're going to end up hotter and cooler and, uh, you're going to end up with someone way better than this chump, or maybe you're just going to be by yourself and uh, be happy with yeah, being by yourself. But it'll be your and choice. This guy, and this guy who broke up with you is going to see you uh, six months, a year, two years, 10 years down the road. You're going to bump into him and he's going to be like, you look amazing. How have you been? And you'll be like, oh, hey, I didn't recognize you. And like, you'll have just be surprised to see him because you just haven't thought about him he's no one to you yeah. and like yeah. he will be filled with the bitter bile of regret yeah. and you will be like oh i barely remember that guy bitter yeah. bile and of regret this dude was a writer man that's when he won let me also say i take all of my life advice uh from jk simmons because he's america's dad yeah and uh in juno he gives juno he plays juno's dad and yeah. juno gives us some really great advice which is that you want to be with someone who thinks the sun sun shines out of your ass. And I think like the most, one of the most important qualities Mm -hmm. in a potential mate is that they just fucking love the shit out of you and they make you feel like a better person because you can just feel like they, they think of you. They think you're like the person that you kind of want to be. Yeah. Like they, like you can see your best self reflected in what they think of you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like the most important quality in, in a partner is someone that, like the most miserable thing that you can do in life is to be in love with someone who is like sort of lukewarm on you. Yes. So yeah. now that you've been, it's given, an awful feeling because yeah, you're just terrible. Spe- you're just trying to please them. Right. And so now that you've been given the gift of being with some, uh, being uh, given the gift of not having to waste time on someone who like just doesn't yeah. love the shit out of you. Yeah. Now you can find that person. And I promise that's going to be a way easier life if yeah. you just know you're with someone that yeah. just loves the shit out of and, you. And and uh, you also asked like what to do uh with that, you know, feeling cuz you feel it for a long time. And I know that th- and this sounds lame as fuck, but like personally, I've always found that like music got me through breakups a lot of times. Uh Yeah, you just listen to cheer up Radiohead bullshit. Huh? No, yeah. but like <laughs> no, but Breakup albums in terms of dun, the- dun, 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 dude just on the couch listening to creep on repeat nonstop. Shut the fuck up. The best breakup album of all time is Sea Change by Beck. Beck did is. does an album called Sea Change. It was like yep. uh, it's like one of the most incredible breakup albums because it goes through every emotion of a breakup, and it's like. It's just one of those things that uh, Oof, lost cause lost. Oh, oh my oh, god! What a great album. I'm telling you, listen to this album. It's gonna fuck you up because it's like it really is going to take you on that emotional ride. But there are songs in it that really it does kind of bring you through the entire grief cycle of a, a relationship of losing a relationship in like 50 minutes, and you should definitely listen to it. Um, but can I before? Get that shit. Hold on. What are you playing? What are you doing? This is so funny. I was just thinking of Ben Folds. Wait, well, I don't know what this is. You don't know the song? No. So. Uh, I want my money back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. To take a break. 
I saw Ben Fold. Did, did you license this, Vince? No, he doesn't license anything. We are being sued. I think that was less than copyright worthy. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, so that wasn't. I mean, it's literally Look, called if, Song Dub Dump. That was also a cover. Co- that was by Ben Fold. If Fold's the copyright three. lawyers are listening two hours into this podcast, <laughs> yeah. Like, um, got us. You should have been playing Beck because Beck's the shit. I mean, so if they're sea not, change by Beck, listen to if that. If they're 100 minutes into this podcast, they're probably such big fans that they would never sue us. I know. And that's the other thing I was going to say about, about you, Tasha, is that you're going to find someone else because I know you have a good sense of humor because you listen to this podcast. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Like, having a good sense of humor is such a huge freaking yes. thing. And the fact that you listen to this podcast, which has been named one of the funniest podcasts in the world by FilmDrunk.com, uh, <laughs> like, like I, I know that you are not going to have a problem finding someone. You're going to find a lot of people, in fact. And you get to be the arbiter of who are or who does not uh you know go home with you and like you are the one who gets to decide does this person like me enough and i think you you need to hold yourself to that standard you know person has to think that uh sunshine uh, shoots out of your ass but there's also there's one more person i think who has i think some thoughts to share on this um I, I Laquisha, get in here please okay so <laughs> ha, you know <laughs> It's me, Laquisha. Hey, Tasha. I know right now you feel you feel like like he not your man no more. And, and good, you gotta drop his ass. Okay. Because, because you drop that zero and get yourself a hero. You know. You know who I think might have some thoughts on this. Who is the bassist? <laughs> for Queens. Hello! It's me, the bassist. Oh, have you ever gone through a tough breakup? Oh, yes. Many times I've been broken up with... With a lot I've of been, fat bottom girls, right? I've been broken up with many fat bottom girls. <laughs> they made more rock and roll go round. <laughs> no, did they? Yes! <laughs> How did you... I broke up with so many... Did you I, feel like your whole rock and world had crashed down around you? I felt the crash down round. Were you under pressure? I felt that one, that song too. Do you still want somebody to love? <laughs> I want someone but who loves me back. You know what I Be- found... To help me during a breakup yes. is, is joining a bicycle race. Oh, yes. <laughs> also, Killer Queen's a song. You know you're just looking for your best friend, right? Yes, you was the best friend. Oh, you make me leave. Wait, hold on a second. Yes. No, wait, I, I don't want to stop you now. <laughs> yes. You're going to fall in a lava and you're going to love him. As much as he loves you. And sometimes that will change. Sometimes you won't love him as much as he loves you. But then you'll love him more sometimes. And that's the yin and yang of it, you know? So you got to go with someone who fights for your relationship. The same way that... um, Freddie Mercury fought for his life when he was dying oh of AIDS. <laughs> but someone who will win that fight with AIDS. Gotta go! Oh. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs>
right. Well, hi guys. This is a Dwayne Perkins. I, I just want to <laughs> let you know. Don't don't judge the advice on this on this little time. Okay, you got to listen to the whole podcast, the whole, the entire catalog of the podcast, Thank and you. you give this advice a chance. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I don't have a lot of time. I, I got to go to a wedding with my family. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go. Gotta go. All right. Well. Um, I think we should put this one to bed. I think now. that's a good that's a good ending to this one. Um, uh, for, so first, Harry, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me on. This is a great uh, this is a great last minute booking that you had. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we actually always book last minute. Oh, great, great. Thing. Um, so uh, thank you for for Sweet. heating the call. I was so pumped. I thought you invited me to do the forecast because I was playing Fortnite all day, and nice. I was like, oh, sweet. Honestly, we, the fact that we have not pivoted to Twitch is just laziness and insanity. On yeah, and part. also financially <laughs> very irresponsible. Stupid. We're very yeah. dumb. Where can we find you on uh, Twitter, Instagram? Twitter, or? Instagram, H-R Moroz, M-O-R-O-Z. H-R is in Human Resources or Harry Robert, uh, uh-huh. right? Or Harry, yeah. Harry Bob, whatever you want to go yeah, by. Yeah, yeah. H-R Moroz, harrymoroz.com. Uh, and if you're in the Bay Area, I'm going to be headlining the Savage Henry Comedy Club in September. I nice. think September 6th. Yeah. And then I'll be in San Francisco in Santa Wait, Cruz. Wait, it's May. You're booked in September already? That's hey man, how shit I'm a, works. I'm a working comedian. Yeah. Here. But you're not booked until September. Well, it's, Listen, a, it's a hot asshole. summer, dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of Los Angeles stuff. You can check out my shows, Cranes Comedy. That's downtown Los Angeles every month, and uh, Comedy the Dirt Pit Lounge, Glendale every month. Uh, but I want people to go where they can like pay money to see exactly. <laughs> we can sell some merch. Sorry, Matt. We don't all middle manage at ESPN. <laughs> 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 but yeah, check my shit out. Check, check me it out, out. Uh, Matt. Where can we find you? Oh man, you can find my watered down brand at <laughs> Matt Upford on Twitter.com. <laughs> um, if you guys could all just subscribe to ESPN's YouTube channel, that'd be great. And like, if you have the ESPN app, if you could um, press uh, play on the videos there, I could really use some manual starts on the yeah. app. Do you so, guys like? Do you guys talk about uh, Bitcoin at all? Uh, <laughs> and it's relation like that's, to God. That's the next horizon. That's oh, the next horizon. Yeah. Bitcoin right. is God. Hell yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, thanks guys so much for coming on. Uh, Patreon.com slash Frogcast uh, for all y'all who want the bonus episodes. We have a bonus episode that's about to come out about John Wick, unless that already came out. No, it's coming out. That's coming out. Uh, by the time you listen to this, it will already be out. Uh, we saw John Wick 3, and oh boy. Uh, let's see. Uh, Frogcast three times as long. As it's it needs three to. times as long as it needs to be. Frogcast at gmail.com Email us. Uh, Vince, what's the Google Voice number? Four one five two seven five zero zero three zero. All right. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Thank you, Tasha, for sending in your email. Tasha, uh, keep your chin up. Keep, keep your chin up. Listen to Back Sea Change. And until next time, good night. Good night and good chins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.